21. <laughs> I hope face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. But it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, you've got the breakfast in 12 more than there's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh, my God. You're... <laughs> okay, but Seriously? A little spider friend. <laughs> I'm scared of my spider friend. I'm scared of your spider friend. I'm scared of my spider friend. That's not gonna hurt you. He just eats the other bugs. You telling him he's more afraid of me than I am of him? Yeah, like men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Off the back of the alpha female episode. Not a um, lot has changed, ladies no, and gentlemen. Nothing has changed in the last two weeks. I don't even know what you're talking about. All right. Shall All right. We do this. We should do this. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 21 of <laughs> OK But Seriously podcast. Yes. Hey, um, Steph. Yes. What's nine plus ten? 21, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> She's been waiting for that for how long? 21 episodes, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you know, I realised this morning, 21 episodes is half of a year. Wow. It doesn't feel like, like well, we haven't. We're three weeks off half of a year, aren't yeah. we? Because we did three episodes at once. Yeah. No, but we recorded them and didn't release them for a couple of weeks. So we probably have been doing this for half a year. That's intense. I can't believe I've known you for half a year. I can't believe you've only known me for half a year. Feels like a lifetime. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yuck. Stop being cute and romantic with me, Emily. God. Gross. I don't know. My man might get jealous. Cute and romantic is his dice these days. Um, <laughs> I to steal your girl, man. I'm going to steal your girl. Um, yeah, I haven't seen you in a week. So what's been happening, bro? Fuck, man. Not a lot. Just been working. Yeah. Oh, actually, nah. So for those of you who don't know, I run events, right? I think you've told them once or twice. Yeah, but for those of you who don't know, let me repeat myself. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast. If you're new to the podcast. <laughs> so I run events at a um, at a brewery up in Brisbane and um, and obviously coming into Christmas, the 4th of December just gone was our busiest events day of the year. So what's, it's like... What's the 4th of December got to do with anything? I think it's just the first time that everyone has like offices closed and stuff for Christmas. So it was the busiest. We were like at capacity of 600 people from midday onwards. Was fucked. That's disgusting. Totally fucked. So imagine this. I've got like two functions upstairs. I've got a couple of functions in in the venue as well. It is chaotic. I have not stopped. Everyone's stressing. Um, I need to put music on upstairs. It's a mezzanine level. So you've got the function spaces that opens up into the entire brew hall. I've never really done this before, but I didn't want to bother anyone. So I've gone to do it myself. Oh dear. And I've gone and played around with the thingamabobs in the office and I hear this really loud, but it's obviously very loud because people are talking all the time, but I hear this really loud kind of blaring, but then it went away. Um, And so I've blown the upstairs speakers, long story short, and blown the sound system in the venue and given all 600 people in my venue a fucking heart attack. And then we didn't have music upstairs for the rest of the day. I, I'm on the busiest day of the year. I'm impressed. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm also concerned that you're a 24-year-old person who doesn't know how to operate a sound system. No, no, it's like a wall panel and it's there's all these different buttons and it's, yeah, it's not like you think it is. It's a very different kind of... So what did we learn from this though? Don't touch a sound panel. 
um, ask for help. Well, this is the thing, right? No, and I'm, I get a bee in my bonnet about this because they went, yep, you put it on, you go to the, the room on the switch board, you go to the room you need to put music onto, yeah. put it on nightlife and then put it on negative 10 decibels. I did that. That's exactly what I fucking did. You know what I did? Blew the fucking speakers out. And that's what I got told to do. So, no. So, we have listened and we have learned our lesson. And the lesson was, if you don't want to do it, don't do it properly. And then you'll never <laughs> just, have to do it again. Just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah guess what you're never going to get asked to do again? Put music on. Exactly. So, yeah, that was my week. Uh, it was uh, a bit of a disaster. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that was the, that's the only thing that's of notoriety that's happened in your week. That is the only thing of notoriety. Oh, actually... No, I put a pod chair in the new apartment from this house. Oh, yeah, you moved. I moved. You moved. How did you – did you fit that in? Yeah, it's on the balcony. Oh, that makes more sense. You know, where pod chairs belong, not in bedrooms. Yeah, but the bedroom here is basically a balcony, like, let's be honest. Exactly. The inside is outside and the outside is inside. Everything from the outside comes inside. This is the problem. (laughs) Spiders. Spiders. No, and I've got this giant, like, pendant lamp that was hanging over my bed and I've taken it into this – little apartment that I'm living in at the moment it takes up the entire living room and it's just this giant like take up of space living to me um however I actually have been looking at apartments Mm -hmm. um recently we're joking about we're not joking let's be honest living in a waterfront apartment oh yes um, but it's got to be a three bedroom with a large balcony um and all that kind of stuff and Mm. we're we're, we're up around the million um million dollar mark oh yeah yep so different kind of apartments mm-hmm. uh, i think but yeah you're not selling apartment living to me at all anyway it's disgusting but other than that not much has happened with my week i've just been blowing sound systems yelling at customers getting frustrated at my chefs and all i've been doing is working what about you blowing sound systems sounds like an innuendo and i'm disappointed that you didn't um work that better into the scenario but that's fine <laughs> um i have been yeah, living my best life actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been having a really good couple of weeks. Um, the new man's still going strong. So yes, that's good. Um, seen him most days, just walking dogs, cooking dinners, doing boring. Looking at three bedroom white picket <laughs> fence apartments in front of the water. Only because we walked past them, and I was like, I want, I want to know how much that costs, and it wasn't actually as much as we thought. Um, but yeah, no good. Good times. I went to trivia on Tuesday night mm-hmm. with Sky, which mm-hmm. was nice. So it's a, that's a weekly thing now, unfortunately, for my sister whose birthday is tomorrow. Tomorrow is Tuesday. Sorry, Katie. I will be going to trivia. Priorities, um, right? <laughs> At least we've got a priority straight. No, nah, I'm going to take her to brunch. I'm not an absolute, like, asshole. But, um, yeah, so I've just been – and then working outside of that, I've managed to get myself – I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I've managed my, to get myself in a situation where I'm basically on a nine-to-five Oof. in a – bar mm-hmm. which is absolutely brilliant except <laughs> except my bar is um a heavy on the lunch service so yep. i'm still working the busier period of the day and kind of half dying mm-hmm. um but yeah it's been it's been good i went on a like proper date night on friday night there was yep. people around there were people there was um there was photo booth photos yeah, that were incredibly adorable <laughs> and uh-huh. And then we lost them. Mm-hmm. So they fell out of my bag. We lost them. We got to – he needed to go to the toilet. So, like, he went to the toilet and I just, like, pulled something out of my bag and I was like, fuck the photos. Where are they? So we backtracked our steps. Like, I had to wait for him to come out of the toilet. Backtracked our steps. Literally. So we're walking up. I could see, like – because it was, like, an A5 piece of paper kind yep. of thing. I could see it on the ground. Saw the, like, 
it, this is in surfers, so like the cleaner guy picking it up with his like tongy thingies mm-hmm. and putting it in his bag. And I saw it and I was like, oh my God, that's them. And then old mate, I'm going to refer to him as because I told him I wouldn't out him on the podcast yep. yet. Um, ran after the guy and was like, oh my God, they're like, that's our photos. Can we have them back? Kind of thing. The guy like, pulled them out, whatever. If we were 20 seconds later, like five gone. seconds later, gone. Would have never had that moment again. Gone. Done. Cute so, disgustingness captured on camera. No more. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the universe is kind of working in our favor and it's, it's kind of gross a little bit. So um, I've got a, an album in my phone of photos that we took, like those photos. Um, I just called it gross with an, um, a vomit emoji. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not an accurate re- representation of what's going on here but I it's not even it gross like our, our little like podcast for is settling down and is ready for that period in her life to be over although it lasted five and a half seconds i was not a podcast whore at all that's what i mean you weren't i was not but that was the intention behind it mm. in the beginning not really not well, for me one of us needed to come up with content and all i've been is fucking relationship drama so i mean it's it's keeping us going though, <laughs> right? My wonderful committed relationship that I came into this podcast with. Um, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to rehash for anyone who's new to the podcast. Go back and listen to the first episode where Steph's like, "My wonderful committed relationship," and I'm like, "I'm a podcast whore." Um, and yeah. here we are, ladies and gentlemen, wonderful committed relationship. <laughs> well, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a podcast whore, but I've come up with some good content. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Im- yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we've we've role reversed in the last. Um, 21 episodes a mm. little bit. I don't really know what's Actually, going on. that reminds me. Have I told our podcast people that someone had to go fishing again? I know this was a while back. I don't even know if you told me this. No? What? So if you go back and listen to like the second episode of the podcast, I talk about how my partner in my wonderful committed relationship at the time had to go fishing for a sex toy that got caught in my uterus. Just makes me laugh every time you say wonderful committed because I don't think I can like listen to those two words and actually think that I can't not hear them sarcastically <laughs> anymore. Like you could say wonderful about the fucking sky and I'd still be like <laughs> <laughs> wonderful committed. <laughs> Sarcastic. Sky. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> but no. So, okay. So picture this fooling around with someone, right? Again, we, this is a new thing. It's a fairly new thing. And it's like, you know, the Kegel balls? They're like two balls on a string. They're the ones that vibrate? These ones didn't, but they've got like a little rotator thing inside them that move. So it's supposed to like kind of... Like the ball in a Guinness can, how it's got like a weight on it so it moves in certain yeah. directions. Yeah, right. yeah. So it does that. So it's like two balls, like looks like you could start me up like a lawnmower if you pulled it out fast enough. <laughs> like that's... <laughs> <laughs> anyway (laughs) goodness so they're inside of me basically long story short yeah and I I don't know if anyone knows this but I'm quite a tense person I'm not overly relaxed at all ever like this is lady at the nail salon get angry at you because you don't know how to relax your hands because that that happens to me all the time probably it's also probably why I don't poo very often (laughs) because I'm just not relaxed enough all right I'm a bit uptight so so he's gone to like pull them out and he's gone to pull it and the cord snapped and I'm like were they old inexpensive brand new like brand new right and and the rubber cord snapped off of it I was like and the second it happened at this point I'm tied up right so I'm like the second it happened I knew what was I was like fuck all right oh let's sort this out nothing kills a mood like that (laughs) right And and we just kind of had this like 
wave of awareness come over us. So he's untied me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sort this out. I'm going to like try to go fishing on my own here. So I've gone in, there's a little bit of the string left and I've gone to pull that out and that snapped. And at this point... Sounds like a terrible investment. At this point, it's literally just like a ball. There is no string on it anymore and it's inside of me. So fast forward 20 minutes, I'm squatting on his bathroom floor trying to like push this fucking sex toy (laughs) of a a baby baby. (laughs) out of me and I'm like trying to relax and push at the same time and at this point I'm like four fingers are inside of me but they're not really because it's like it's it's quite a tight space and I'm trying to get my fingers around this bull and I can't get it at all and I'm like maybe if I lay on my back so now I look like like a dead cockroach <laughs> trying to get this thing out of inside of me and I couldn't get it. So again, fast forward 20 minutes and I'm laying on my back like a dead cockroach, but on the bed now. And, and he's there. And he's there. Yeah. Like like I'm giving birth, like a doctor, like push, sweetie, just push and he's yeah, gone fishing. Again. But but the Kegel ball is no longer inside you? No, no, the Kegel ball is, is no longer inside of me. And neither is he because he's traumatised. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that was the end of that. Um, <laughs> but in fairness, we now know a lot about each other. Um, yeah, that's... The, you, you pushed a boundary. I, it's not so much pushing a boundary. It's like I delicately stroked the line that should never be crossed in um, a brand new thing. It's, well, it's not even a relationship, is it? So I guess it's fine. Like well, it's yeah, that's probably the problem. It's like well, at least in your relationship, you sign up for shit like that. Yeah, but like when you're not in a relationship, does it really matter? Like what he thinks in the end, it's fine. Emily, I was there, legs up in the air, giving birth to a sex toy. It fucking matters if you're not in a relationship, all right? Holy shit, there are some things you can just never live down. I mean, has he fucked you since? Yeah. Then what's the problem? Well, now he knows where to go, so. He knows where to put it. X marks the spot. Like I'm only seeing wins here. <laughs> but I don't no, know what so you're about. yeah, I don't. I, there's a little story for you. I don't know if I've actually told you guys that yet. I don't know if you even told me that. Possibly, I maybe wasn't listening. Um, I did want to introduce a new little segment. Hmm. Obviously, we're called Okay, but seriously, yes. Lots of things happen in my week that make me say seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck? those kinds of things I want to know has anything happened in the last week with you that has made you be like are you fucking serious what the hell is life that kind of thing positive or negative either way I sprung this on you so I probably I don't think so like the only thing that is kind of getting my being a bonnet at the moment is our kitchen at work when there's 600 people in the venue and they don't know how to kitchen. You know, like I had a function <laughs> at a function upstairs that needed to be out by three o'clock in the afternoon. They had a whole bunch of food ordered and it's supposed to come out consecutively, right? It's just like canapes and stuff. And I've gone downstairs and I'm like, where are my two last like food packages? They need to be out of there in half an hour. He's like, oh, I was waiting for you to call it away. Why? There are 600 people in this venue. I'm running around everywhere and you're waiting for me to call away food on a food order that should have all come out consecutively. I know it doesn't mean a lot to the rest of the world, but I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to chef? (laughs) It's your job. (laughs) You're the head chef. What do you mean you don't know how to do this? And then, yeah, anyway, that was just my fucking little moment, but nothing else. 
Nothing else? Nothing else. Well, unfortunately for the listeners, my little, like, seriously moment is also about work. Mm-hmm. However, my seriously moment is more about the fact that I work entirely with boys. Yes. I am the only female. I yes. am at work at any given moment with five boys. Mm-hmm. All of these boys pride themselves on their gym, on their PT side hustles, on how strong they are and good at cocktails that they are and all that kind of shit. So the other day, I was at work. It was a Saturday during the day. I open the bar. This requires getting ice. Um, So I make three trips for ice before the bar even opens Mm -hmm. uh, because I have to fill up all of the wells. So to get ice, I'm carrying two buckets that are probably 15 kilos each. Yeah. Back to the bar. Muscles. 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 I'm okay with – I'm okay carrying them. Yep. So I go to leave on Saturday – after work and there's two bars in the area in the venue that I work in um, and we have to go to the other bar to get the ice and I was talking to one of the girls in the morning um, in the other bar and then we were just basically chatting as I was leaving and she says to me she's like you know I feel like all I see all day is you and I was like what do you mean and she was like I see you all the time so I started counting today and I was like, what do you mean? She was like, oh, I was counting how many times I saw you versus how many times I saw the other boys. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know you got ice six times today versus there three times collectively? So those fuckers think that they're big, strong, muscly men and I'm the little baby girl that can't do anything. And they get super precious when I get put in cocktails because I clearly can't do it because I'm a girl. However, they are more than happy to not do the one thing that they can probably do better and quicker than me. <laughs> Bold of you to assume that they could do it better and quicker though. Only because they've got muscles, like bigger muscles than me. I'm not like I'm not lacking in muscles. However, I don't want to do it quite so often. Mm. And I already have to do it three times before they even get there. Yeah. So I had a little ranty moment about that after work on Saturday mm-hmm. because I was pissed. Um, and then, yeah, got home to my my PT-ish-esque wannabe one day PT man. And yep. he was like, but at least we know you're strong. And I was yeah. like, fuck you. This is not the issue. <laughs> um, so fuck all those men. Uh, and this is oh, either that or they're just very, very strong supporters of feminism when they decide to be. Fuck you. Yeah. They won't let me in cocktails. Hmm. Cause I'm not capable apparently because I'm a girl. So that was my little moment of like, seriously? No, I've actually got, I've got a seriously moment off the top of my head last night. So I'm, I'm getting an Uber home. So we went out for a couple of drinks and I've bailed before everyone else. Cause I was a bit tired and I don't know what possesses men on a very often occasion to to do this? Because I reckon this happens to me maybe once a fortnight, mm-hmm. once every three weeks. But um, so I'm in the Uber and the Uber driver's, you know, we're just making small talk and he's like looking in the mirror back at me. He's like, what nationality are you? Again, don't know what possesses men all the time to go out of their way to make small talk about my fucking heritage, Right. I'm like, oh, I'm Australian. He's like, oh, really? And then they, they go on to tell me what they think I should be. Because they're like, oh, you look like... Because you asked, of you know, course. <laughs> last, last night was Eastern European, apparently. Oh, you look a bit Eastern European. Like, I often get, like, Greek. I often get, like, Italian. Dark hair, dark eyes. 
And I kind of had a moment of like, cool. And, and then he went on to tell me how like pretty I am and stuff. One, now I'm uncomfortable in the back of your Uber in my eight minute ride back to the apartment. Yeah. Two, it's what, only taken you eight minutes to make me uncomfortable. Right? It's like, two, what possesses someone in small talk? Like, okay, what's your heritage now? Tell me about your family line. No, are you sure? No, I'm pretty sure you're like fucking meant to be English or something. Like, why? What? And people at the bar do it to me all the time. I'm like, what possesses a man to sit there and be like, you don't look Australian. This is what you look like. Like, that's nice. Oh, I've been having this problem. Like, it comes down to that, like, you can't be right. God forbid you were right. And I'm not saying just men do this because fucking mm. women do it too. But I had this experience a couple of times at work the other day where I would suggest an idea. It was a terrible idea when I suggested it. Roll the dice to the next day. One of the boys suggests it. Yep. It's a great idea. Like, yep. I literally just fucking said that. Actually, no. Speaking of, can we go back to um, our old work together when we suggested trivia? And when I first... <laughs> no, no. This is amazing though. Yeah. So <laughs> when, when, when these two trivia guys from a trivia company came into our work, I went to our boss and this was the day that you weren't. This was before it got brought up with you as well. And I went to our boss with them. I'm like, these guys came in. I gave him a business card. I think it would be a really good idea. My boss, dead set, looked at me in the eyes, argued with me about it and literally said, you don't know what you're talking about quote unquote this place isn't uh, it, this is not our vibe what is, what do you say that's not the brand it's not the blah 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 yeah. so fast forward right after no, getting we got a side note to that though then because yeah. then we talked about it mm-hmm. and then we went in and we were like with an actual plan of being yeah. like trivia pay us we'll host it yeah we'll do it it'll cost you fucking nothing mm-hmm. you can pay us our hourly rate at work which we'll is on which was y- fuck all. fucking nothing yep we'll put it on because we just wanted to do it for experience so that got shut down too. Now you may fast forward. Okay. So fast forward to last Monday and we're at radio school at Radio Metro and we're talking to one of the girls that are also at radio school. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I actually uh, host for this trivia company, blah, blah, blah. We're like, oh yeah, really funny. She's like, yeah, um, I do it at this place. And we're like, do you now? <laughs> you sorry, you, you fucking what? what? <laughs> you, you. So this trivia company that got shut down when I was told that I didn't know what I was talking about, <laughs> the trivia idea that we got shut down where we went, we'll host it. Which will cost you less money. Which will cost you less money. They, they charge like $250 per hour. Tri- per hour. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then we've run into the chick that's hosting the trivia for said trivia company at our old workplace. Which was our idea. Which was our idea. Which I got told that I've got no idea what I'm talking about to my face by my boss. So. That's my fucking okay but seriously moment. That was last week's okay but yeah. seriously moment. Yeah. I, that, yeah, I actually forgot that happened. That yeah, man. Oh. Anyway. Whew. Free. Anyway. You know what else we forgot to talk about? Big dick energy at your game. Big dick energy in my game. Yep. My football game. This is the longest intro ever. Yeah, man. We haven't seen each other in a long time. Nah, you, so topic of today's episode is uh, dating advice. You want to know what the, this is what you don't do in front of females. <laughs> of, Please. No, go. No, no. Well, actually, this guy was trying to be chivalrous and this was half of the problem. Um, we're at a football game for my birthday, State of Origin, in case I haven't mentioned it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I may have mentioned it once or twice. Kind of into rugby league. So we're at um, State of Origin for my birthday. I'm there with my dad, my uncle, and my little brother, who is 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, 14? 15. 15. Sorry, Tom. Oops. Um, so we're there. 
where it's same origin. I had two options. I was like, it was either nosebleeds on the halfway line or in like an awkward like corner closer to the field. And we were like, no, nosebleeds, halfway line. We're second row from the back, Mm -hmm. like the top of the stadium. View, phenomenal. Yeah. Not really in the atmosphere, but view, phenomenal. Anyway, so we're up there. This couple comes in behind us. They've, the game's barely even started. And he's openly admitted already that he doesn't know the sport or how it works. Yeah. And I was like, sick, I'm going to love you. Um, 20 minutes into the game-ish, one of – I'm a New South Wales supporter in Queensland. We're, wearing, we're decked out in blues gear. It's fine. We're 20 minutes into the game. One of the New South Wales players goes down. Our captain goes down. Head injury. Now, I work with sports. I've seen a lot of kids get head injuries. I have, a, I guess, an emotional connection to mm-hmm. it because there is nothing worse than standing on the side of a 14-year-old, like under-14s game or – even younger and watching a kid get stretched off, having no idea what's going to happen to him. Like adults, you can kind of, and in that like professional, you can almost um, not romanticise it, but you the realism of it all just kind of doesn't connect quite so much as on a kid's football game when their kids are getting dragged off. Yeah. So I can excuse that. I can excuse people not realising quite how dramatic something like that actually is. Yeah. However... This guy and his horrific dead cat screecher of a girlfriend mm-hmm. um, decide to yell at the top of their lungs, I hope he doesn't get back up. Yeah. And I was like, all right, can't. this is not the way. So I've just turned around and I started this whole thing by turning around. And at this so point, you were already fucking annoyed because we were the already screechy annoyed cat. kept screeching and he was just an idiot. And we were just like, can you guys shut up? Um, like, they, I'm all for, like, being at the game, enjoying the game, um, you know, cheering when your team's winning, getting kind of like, ugh, when the other team's doing something good. Yeah. You know, yelling, smash them when you want them to tackle or whatever. Like, I'm all for that stuff. But nothing they were saying was productive yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he comes out with, oh, I hope he never, I hope he doesn't get up mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I just turned around and I was like, look, you probably should be respectful to head injuries because a lot of the time they don't get back up. And I mean, you'd feel like a dick if he didn't get back up. And then you've just said that, like it's, this is a person's life we're talking about. So just keep those kind of commentary down. There's children around that kind of thing. Cause my brother wasn't the only kid. There was a few other kids around. Um, and he's just like, it's just a game. It's just cause he's on your team. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whatever you do. You. Yep. Fast forward another 20 minutes, whatever it is, Queensland score, the girl screeches. Like, it was horrific. Like, mm-hmm. they were they were just infuriating. So my brother turns around, so she screams in my brother's ear, like, deliberately, like, yeah, Queensland kind of thing, deliberately yep. in my brother's ear. Yep. So my brother turns around, he's like, can you shut up? Like, please stop screaming in my ear. He wasn't the politest he's ever been in his life. However, he wasn't uncalled for either. Yeah. Old mate, just veins popping out of his skull. Yep. At my brother. Yep. This kid's 15. Yep. Like he is 15. Mm-hmm. He, he's tall mm-hmm. for a 15-year-old, but this guy just screams at my brother and starts, like, trying to pick a fight with him. And he's, like, I've never seen 
He thought he was being chivalrous and standing up for his woman, but I have never seen something so terrifying from a man in that inner behaviour. Like, you could see the look on his face. Like, yeah. he was... About to beat the fuck out of your brother. About to beat the fuck out of my brother. Yeah. So, I've jumped in mm-hmm. in front of my brother and just, like, tried to kind of fight this guy off. And I've been like, he's... Sorry, Tom. I thought he was 14 at the time. But I was like, he's 40 because he just had a birthday. But anyway... Well, actually, no, it was a while ago now. Whoopsies. Anyway, so I've been like, he's 14. Just get your girlfriend shut up. Stop screaming in our ears. And it's done. Like, shush. And old mate starts screaming at me. My dad's called me off. He's like, sit. Like, I can see my dad on my corner of my eye. We call him Mediator Steve. Love Mediator Steve. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, looking at me, like, sit the fuck down. Stop talking. Yep. You're the bigger person. And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill him. So... I've sat down, whatever. The next time old mate tries to go at my brother, like Tom hasn't provoked anything at this point, he tries to go at my brother again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. So then I've gone again. Yep. <laughs> my uncle joins in this time. Yep. Mediator Steve's out there on his own. Like mm-hmm. no one's with him anymore. By time number three, my dad's also joined in. Yep. He's like, nah, fuck this. This kid could, like needs to shut the hell up. So then it got to the point where we were kind of like provoking it as well. Um, we were provoking it, but we were just like, just making comments about the game, um, just like being New South Wales supporters. And I had a few absolute blinders of um, commentary this night. Like some guy walked past, kept walking past to go, like some corporate dude kept walking past to go to the toilet and it was really yep. fucking annoying. Yep. Um, and every time we'd have to stand up, we'd be like, seriously, like you just went five minutes ago kind yep. of thing. And he was like, he was like, oh, it must really suck to be a New South Wales supporter right now because at this point in time, Queensland was ahead. And I was like, it must really suck to be an arrogant prick, but I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> and I was like, fucking blind. And even that one my dad laughed at. Um, but, yeah, so then the end of the game, so this guy's gone at my brother like five times and he never made eye contact with anyone but my brother. Yeah. That was the most annoying part. Like he made eye contact with me once or twice, but he never looked at my six-foot – Six foot two uncle or my dad who's five foot nothing. But, like, he never looked at the adult men yep. in the scenario. He was just straight on me and my brother. Yeah. Which was just – that was – Straight was, on the kids that because that's mature. That was infuriating me. Yeah. yeah. And this this guy was probably my age, like mm-hmm. 23 tops kind of thing. Yep. Um, and then the end of the game, he they go to leave. Like, well, the game wasn't actually finished yet. But they go to leave. And if anyone has watched the game – the last minute, there was a captain's challenge. So the, the Hooter had gone to finish the game. However, New South Wales challenged that, which meant the game wasn't actually finished. Mm-hmm. So I'm still watching this because yep. we're like four points behind at this point. And if we get, take a run on this, then we can probably score and possibly win. Mm-hmm. So I'm still watching this. Old mate tries to like wave at me. I'm still watching the fucking football. And then I didn't, so I didn't do anything. I kind of caught it out of the corner of my eye and didn't react. And he was like, it was like, oh, what? No, no bite, no response at the end of the game. So I blew him a kiss and told him to have a good night. Then he went at my fucking brother again. And I was like, oh my God. Like, can you just go home? Just looking just for fucking leave. trouble. What like, a piece of he was shit, just man. For trouble. And I will 100% admit that I provoked some of it. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between banter. And, and being, being a wanker. An absolute fuckwit. Yep. yep. Because he, like, if he kept coming at me, that's fine. If he kept coming at me, that's fine. I can put up with that. I can, you you can 
beat the shit out of me. I don't care. Yeah. But when we're talking about a, an under 18 kid, like an under 16 kid, like he's not even old enough to drive a fucking car yeah. and you're a grown ass man mm-hmm. trying to fight him for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Absolutely no reason at all. Like all Thomas did was tell your girlfriend to shut the fuck up. Yep. I have one thing to say to finally wrap this up though. At least we know they have terrible sex because she must sound like a cat. Getting run over by a lawnmower, ladies and gentlemen. And he has a tiny dick. <laughs> Compensating. Right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. In summary, they're built for each other because their sex life must suck. That doesn't mean they're built for each other, but fuck all right. <laughs> I mean, it's ra- we'd rather have them both together than have two unfortunate people stuck with them separately. Fair. Very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a massive one. No, nah, but that leads us into um, totally leads us into bad <laughs> dating advice, ladies and gentlemen. That is not how you keep a girl. That is not how you impress women. Just I mean, I think she was impressed, but she was an absolute fuckwit. So mm. that's probably why they usually are. But yes, that does lead us in sort of ish weird segue. But we'll go with it. Yeah. To our topic, which is probably going to be less of this episode than our intro. That's fine. That's fine. Um. Possibly terrible dating advice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I only say possibly terrible because it might be good. I don't really know. I'm not an expert. Most of my dating advice comes from my mum. And and how's that working out? Like, (laughs) like I don't really date in fairness. Like, I've been in a long-term relationship for a while. But she's had two marriages. I repeat, how's that working Look, out? like, she's a wonderful, intelligent woman. Great dating advice, doesn't know how to take her own advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this stemmed from a conversation. Um, I got a message yesterday from um, someone I have not seen since grade four, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who's obviously listened to the podcast so shout out if he's listening to this but obviously listen to the podcast and he's like I need your dating advice and I was like sorry what me (laughs) dating advice like I mean (laughs) you're fucking bad at it (laughs) till Uh, recently yeah I was gonna say I'm like whatever till the last three weeks so I've started being semi-decent at it um and adorable and cute and shit but anyway yeah it's kind of disgusting Um, But anyway, so he's messaged me asking me questions and then I actually gave like kind of solid advice, I think, maybe. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've learnt a lot in my terrible dating experiences. Yeah. So then I was like, we've done a few serious episodes recently, so I was like, let's let's just be a little lighthearted. Yeah. Have a bit of a fuck around and see what comes out. Right, wonderful. So, I don't know, do you have... Anything, any topics you would like to talk about first? Because you said that you don't really date. Well, I'm not, but I'm not dating. That's the thing. I mean, like, I think I've actually picked up one of my, I wouldn't, it's not a toxic trait. Toxic is the wrong word because I don't see myself as being a toxic person when it comes to dating and stuff. But I think one of my my negative traits, especially lately when it comes to dating, and I think I've got this horrible idealism that, I want to be not in an open relationship, but I don't, I'm not ready to settle down with anyone. So I just kind of want to date and possibly leave it open to sleep with other people and stuff. But I'm struggling to understand, like comprehend the part where people aren't like that. So there's been a couple of instances now where I'm like, not pushing the idea, but I'm like, no, just go do whatever you want or do you blah, 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 blah. And people are getting like narky with me about it. 
I think that there's – it's because different people have different intentions though. Mm. And I think – take this with a grain of salt – I think sometimes you struggle to understand that other people have other intentions and you're like, like I, I will openly say that I think the weirdest thing about the world is that other people don't think the same way as me. Right, and we had an argument about this the other day, like full-blown, and I mean argument, ladies and gentlemen. It was it was a full-blown argument. And I'm like, but, what do you mean you don't think the same way I do, Emily? Like, but, that's, but this is what I'm saying. I think that this possibly stems from that as well, mm. is maybe – you need to be like, oh, people have different ideas about because I okay. couldn't do that. I couldn't do the open. Here we go. Thing. So this is my bit of a dating advice, ladies and gentlemen. If so, I'm an open communication person. We've peop- I've had this conversation with people, and people tell me they're on the same page. Yeah, but people are liars. That's what I mean. It's Just like so you know. it's like if you're not on the same page, like it's it, you. You need to have that open line of communication with people, and if you're not on the same page, then you can't say something to make people happy yeah no absolutely you can't i think well and you can't like conform to their idealism if you don't agree with it no and i am possibly too honest yeah sometimes um in the sense that i would just come straight out the gate and i'm like i'm not fucking around mm-hmm. i'm not gonna pretend i'm fucking around i would like to date a person long term i'm done fucking around mm-hmm. um and if you don't want to do that, then don't do that. Mm. Um, have fun kind of thing. And I think that a lot of people aren't like that, particularly yeah. – not particularly females because mm. I think guys do it as well. Um, but I think it's in a different sense. I think it's the reverse. <laughs> yeah. Guys will come out and be like, I don't want a relationship, and the girl will be like, oh, neither, thinking they can change them. Yeah. Being like – but they'll want a relationship with me once they see how good it can be. <gasps> see, nah, I did that and ended up in a four-year relationship. Yeah, how's that working out? Four years worth. But I but I did that when my ex and I first started dating. We both did the whole, I don't want anything, I don't want anything. But I did that because I believed I didn't want anything. Deep down, I fucking wanted something. Yeah, but I think you were lying to yourself. I think some girls legitimately are like straight up. They know. They're like, I'll change him. It's <laughs> fine. I'll change him. I don't think you can change a person. You think you can change a man? No. No? Not, not at all. Particularly in that sense of like yeah. if a man does not want to be monogamous, there is no fucking way in hell you are getting him to be monogamous. Mm. There is no way. You are not that good. Sorry, honey. You okay. aren't that great. Again, with open lines of communication because this is me and my ex would be like – we didn't say we weren't monogamous, but it was definitely implied with the I love yous and living together sometimes and everything like that. But yet, again, open lines of communication. You always got to talk to people about that kind of stuff. Yeah, that, and that's – I think you fell down there if you guys had had that conversation. I, it's almost like you can't really get – you could get upset, but you can't – you really like if this was a legally binding conversation like you can't be like you did a bad thing because we were in a monogamous relationship because he's gonna turn around and be like well we didn't say we were so and that was the mistake I made I think back then I didn't bring it up because I didn't want to push him away I didn't want to scare the guy that I really liked into thinking that I was like clingy or anything so I let him do whatever he wanted to the point where i didn't want to bring it up in fear of ruining it. And it actually costed 
myself in the end. Like yeah. it was at a cost to myself and my relationship. Well, see, this is the piece of advice I gave to um, the guy that I haven't seen since grade four yesterday. Um, if they like you, you'll know. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you'll be confused. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I've been really lucky with my current situation is that I will be like, don't freak out, but this is how I'm feeling. And he'll be like, I'm not freaking out, don't worry. And he'll encourage me to be clingy, encourage me to Mm -hmm. be the girlfriend. Like currently he's my man who's not my man. Yeah. Kind of thing. But he's encouraging me to – he's encouraging that like sort of couple and that relationship and all that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. which I don't think you should have to force that shit. I think if you're in a situation where you have to play games, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work out long term. Yeah. Like, obviously, I could be wrong and there could be some scenarios where it does work out long term. But Mm -hmm. you said to me just before, like, um, sometimes the people you jump in in it with straight away is the ones you end up marrying. Right. And obviously, I have no fucking clue what's going to happen with this guy. But if you have to play those games from the get-go, what does that look like long term? Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like a happy life to me. Yeah. Like, it comes back to that thing that I used to say of is it worth not being single because mm. being single is great it yep. has its positives and like freedom and not having to play games and stuff mm-hmm. and if you're having to play games I don't think it's worth it and I think people aren't honest enough with themselves yeah about that well that's I think it, it's a benefit with me at the moment like this is why I've got no dating advice because I'm not dating mm. haven't dated in years and years and years and with this whole me at the moment, not dating, not looking, and whoever I have been hanging out with is very aware of where I'm at right now. Yeah, but that's not working out for you necessarily either, is it's it? It's not because you've got I'm – I'm upsetting people. Yeah. Because I've – you know, there's – granted, there's two people in my life right now that just like my being around me. And don't get me wrong, I'm not intimate with both of them or anything. Like, you know, it's it's more of those just like hanging out kind of – situations but it I'm at a point where and I've made it clear I'm like I just got out of something Mm. I don't want to get into something else like I want to be me for a while but unfortunately I'm also the I show not love and affection but I show that I care for people by showing them love and affection that might not be there completely you know what I don't know how to explain it like it's the whole like I want to give you all of this I think please don't come at me I don't want to think you're possibly deluding yourself into thinking you're dead inside when you're actually kind of not but that's what I mean it's like I know I'm not like I actually love showing love and affection and I show love and affection by being that kind of person but you don't think you're dating like you're you're date you're unintentionally dating people (laughs) yeah but I don't mean to I'm like can we just hang out and but just like, when I wasn't really dating, I literally didn't see people. Yeah. Like I didn't see any guys mm. at all mm. when I wasn't dating. Like, because even like, and if we've had this conversation as well, if I fucked a guy, I fucked him and then he went home. But I couldn't do that. But that, this is where I'm, this is what I'm saying is, yep. this is where this is confusing the line mm-hmm. for other people because other people don't think like you. Yep. Because it's, so it's confusing the line for these boys because they're like, 
but but normally she fucks me and then I go home. This one doesn't fuck me and then I go home. Are we getting married? Like we, we cuddle and we hang out. And are we getting married? What what? I wasn't ready for this, but okay. Um, in, if that's what she wants. Like, but she's telling me she's dead inside. What's going on here? But I mean, I don't know because like my my, my dick's getting tingly, but we're just cuddling. Like. That's what like that's why their little boy breaks. But that's no. I'm just but doing that. They're like, I don't know what's going on. But that's why I think I'm a bit dead inside because I'm doing all of this stuff, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it's doing anything to me emotionally. Like I'm creating this connection, but not that it's false because it's very much real, and I'm creating this emotional connection with someone, but it's not actually kind of feeding that part inside of me. Like it still just feels very dead inside, but it's aiding the sexual encounter. <sighs> This hurts me on so many le- – you know what I want to do? I just want to go and lock you in a room with your own thoughts, make you process all of this shit, and then let you out. On a bright side, and this is totally off topic, but the other day – and I think I said this happened last week as well. The other day for a total of like seven minutes I felt something. And again, this happened last week, but it was because I had some alone time and I was mm. listening to sad songs and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning and I showered and I cried. I mean, we're getting there. It went away really quickly because I buried it again, but it felt real good to just kind of assess everything for five and a half seconds. Can I give you some life advice? Yeah, man. Some dating advice? Stop burying it. I don't know how to not bury it though. Dig that motherfucker up. Just like watch a sad movie, cry your little eyeballs out so much you can't even see the movie anymore. But this is the problem. I'm not alone enough at the moment. Actually, fuck it. Let's... Fuck off the advice, dating advice topic. Go with life advice because the other day you were telling me just to go through shit. You just got to go through it. Let's talk to our listeners about just going through stuff because I we are different in that sense. I, I don't go them through love stuff. Rosie moments. Yeah. So whenever I something bad happens to me, I watch Love Rosie because it always makes me cry. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite close with my dad, and there's stuff about her dad and stuff in that. So I. Whenever I'm sad, I watch Love Rosie. Me Before You also works. Yeah. Um, basically anything with Lily Collins or like Sam Claflin, those, yep. that sort of like English Vibe. rom-com-y kind of thing going on. Um, and just cry. Yeah. Just cry because it seems to work. It seems to trigger something. Movies do that to me. I don't know if movies do that for everyone, but movies mm-hmm. do that to me. Trigger something. I go fucking ballistic for about an hour and just like feel everything and like like – ugly cry and then i'm good for the foreseeable future and then the like well the where this comes back to dating advice is my auntie the best piece of advice she's ever given me is you're always going to feel your previous relationship until you find equal or better yeah and my ex that cheated on me was still kind of raw up until three weeks ago Hmm. actually five weeks ago because he was in hotel quarantine for two two weeks but (laughs) Up until that time, now I found someone a thousand times better. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what he's doing anymore. I could literally see him tomorrow and I'd be like, suppy. And it's like, thanks for cheating on me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here right now. Suppy it as you were. I don't don't know if uh, this is something I learned very recently as well. And I don't even know if I told you this, but since I broke up with my ex, all the pain and the hurt, I don't think about anymore. It doesn't hurt anymore. Like the cheating and all of that stuff. Don't get me wrong, I've definitely assessed a lot of it and I've gone maybe I played a small part in some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to glass her anymore. Okay. You you don't want to go and fuck her boyfriend? No, I don't like that's what I mean. Like I'm not in it for revenge anymore. I think I finally came to the point where I was like, that had nothing to do with me. 
for people who are new to the podcast, um, Steph's ex cheated on her with a girl and irrationally Steph wanted to fuck her boyfriend to get back at her um, and I recommended that wasn't a good idea. That's what I mean. Like <laughs> I think I've grown past the point where I'm like it actually had nothing – like you said I, she didn't know me anything. It had nothing to do with you. Right? And that's, that's a nice little piece of advice. Sometimes if you hold on to all this stuff in your relationship – and this is something my mum said to me as well is when you get cheated on, it's never the same. Mm. will never be the same after that. You could stay with someone for 10 years and it will never be the same because yeah. once that trust is broken, you don't get it back. And something I learned from the breakup was I'm a different person as of the last five and a half seconds. Yeah. I don't hold on to that stuff like I used to, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And, but like that's, I think it's a big thing to, acknowledge and I don't expect anyone to acknowledge it straight away and I don't know well it took me two years I don't know why my brain works like this I can't tell you how mm. I do it if I had the if I had the secret to how to process emotions and I would give it to you because I, I think you'd be doing great if you had the secret to I'd that. like the secret to processing emotions um, but I think the big thing is when other people wrong you it's got nothing to do with you mm. they've it's not a matter of like, obviously, okay. I'm go. There is the there is the scenarios where they're like, I'm going to hurt this person. Yeah, those scenarios exist. I'm not going to pretend they don't. Yeah. However, I think most of the time, you're not in their head at all, mm. and that that hurts too. Yeah, that you weren't in their head at all, but it also dismisses your involvement. You weren't involved in that scenario. That had nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. They would have done it regardless of whether you were in this, who, who you were. Yeah. Like you could be you or you could be Miranda Kerr and mm-hmm. they still would have fucking done it because that's who they are as a person. Yeah. And once you acknowledge that, I think, mm. and get past the fact – because when my ex cheated on me, I felt like I was the moron and I felt humiliated is probably a strong word. Like, yeah. That's what I felt. Um. But it had nothing to do with me. Mm. He didn't do it because of anything I did. He didn't do it because of who I was. He did it because that's what he thought was appropriate. Yeah. And that's what he was going to get him off in the moment and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's their problem. Like that's yeah. his problem. Yeah. And likewise with your ex, that's his problem. And for her, like she didn't know you from bar soap. Mm-hmm. She didn't know shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a bit of a slimy bitch for having slept with a guy if he knew she he had a girlfriend, but it falls 70% of the responsibility falls on him. But yeah, it's just it has been really nice. I think I learned that sometimes to move on you need to let go of those people. Yeah. 100%. Just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Don't want them back. Bye. Yeah. Either of my ex-boyfriends walked in today, I'd be like, "Sup, hm, idiot." <laughs> hey, gone, bro. Please leave. Yep, please leave. You're like just leave. You have no business here. Sorry about it, but bye. Um, and likewise, I've been speaking recently about ex-girlfriends with my new man and yep. he said the same thing. He's like, I was broken up about and like hurt about this one girl for ages and now if she messaged me, I'd probably laugh at her. Yeah. And it's like not, not laughing in a like in a sadistic kind malicious of – Malicious kind of way. Malicious way. Yep. Just, just a <clears> – <throat> That's cute. Next. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. 
have a nice life. Like you genuinely, you don't want bad for them or anything, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's my life Back advice. on processing emotions. Yeah. And unhealthy coping mechanisms. I don't know what you're, you're talking about. Better. I mean, I'm getting better, aren't I? I think I spend most of our time together lecturing you on how to get better, but at processing your emotions, but straight through it. I mean, like what I do works for me. It just, you know, if I was to bring it up with a psychologist, it probably wouldn't go down well. You know what? My mum works for you because it's not actually doing anything. You know, my mum told me I need to go see a psychologist. Your mum's a smart lady. Oh, I used to see psychologists, but now because she talks to her psychologist about my sex life. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, and she's like, I feel like I would need to talk to a psychologist about what I know of your sex life, just just to process my emotions. You know, you know more than my mum. Yeah, and I need to talk to a psychologist to process my emotions <laughs> about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I don't see why not. Just, just gonna go right through They're it, you know. Expensive. Um, no, well, you know, were you ever when you were a kid? I don't know if they did this in Adelaide. There's that, um, there's that like kids' nursery rhyme where it's like you can't go over it. Yeah, under it. Da, da, There's like a little da, dance that goes with go it. Through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Sing that to yourself. Is that your dating advice? Just you just gonna go through it. That's not dating advice. That's breakup advice. Yeah, dating advice. Like, I. I'm gonna be gross for a second. Um, in the cute romantic kind of mm. way. So. Things keep happening with this new guy. Yeah. And I might be eating my words in a few weeks. I hope not. I don't think so, mm-hmm. but I hope not. But things keep happening in the sense that that manifestation kind of idea. Yeah. So last year, Christmas, I was pretty exhausted from work. I had worked a night shift christmas eve and i had to go back for another night shift christmas day mm-hmm. it didn't start until midnight so i went to my parents house was passed out on the couch most of the day but just so i was there yeah kind of thing and my grandparents made a lot of digs to me being like about my tattoos i have two particularly dainty tattoos yep my by the way mm-hmm. about my tattoos and how i'm ruining my skin and making suggestions of when I'm going to get married and all that kind of shit. I said to my mom, I'm pretty pretty crass with my mom to be fair, but I said to my mom, I was like, you know what, next Christmas I'm going to bring a tattooed gym junkie. We're going to come with a bottle of Fireball in hand with a three-day-old hangover. Let's see how that goes down. Yep. Um, I got myself a tattooed gym junkie. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. not in the way that I wanted, like not the way that I intended. I meant like a tattooed Gym junkie who moonlights as a bikey. Um, I got myself a tattooed gym junkie who's just like a positive influence and pushes you towards bigger and better things. It would actually be really good to bring home to your family for Christmas. Yeah. Because I think, no, and we had this conversation the other day, I think you can totally take him to Christmas. Oh, that's another podcast. We're going to do a whole Yeah, right. I get to arc up on this next. You can arc up on that next. Yeah. Well, now the borders are open. He might have family up here. Um. But, yeah, um, but the funny thing comes in. Mm-hmm. He just moved here from Melbourne. Yeah. Sorry for adding you on the podcast, by the way. Um, he just moved here from Melbourne. And when he left, he's, he historically has dated women that are more like you, to be fair. Tattoos, darker hair, yep. trauma. 
Four days. (laughs) Has no daddy issues? Don't want to date her. Yeah. So his dad said to him, beware of the short blondes. Oh, yes. What am I, Steph? (laughs) You're a short, feisty little blonde. That's what you are. You're a little fucking pocket rocket. Okay, so let me get this straight. So the dad went be short of... Beware of the short short blondes. blondes. So he's been dating tall brunettes with tattoos and trauma. Because that sounds so much better. No, no. When he left... Uh, Melbourne, his dad said, beware of the short blondes. Manifesting. <laughs> his dad predicted this shit. This isn't, this isn't the only thing. And then he said to me the other day, he's like, you came six months too soon. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, no. I knew I was going to meet a person that I wanted to s- spend time with and actually like try and be with properly within the next year. I just didn't think I was ready for the next six months. Yeah. So he was like, you came six months too soon. And then I said, I had a small mental breakdown recently regarding the state of men and my dating life. So you came six months too late. So I guess we met in the middle. (laughs) I guess we both fucked each other up in that sense. Congratulations. I had to go through it. You don't have to go through it. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just like, I guess my advice from that is don't try and force something that isn't. Mm. There. Yeah. Like if you have an idea in your mind of what you want and what attributes you want and what your life look like, looks like and the type of person you're going to share your life with, whether it's down to a joke of a tattoo gym junkie or a mm-hmm. short blonde or whatever, he also carries a lot of attributes that I wanted yeah. in a man. Yep. Um, do you remember me after I – Remember the guy that I slept with that said the thing about the $4 million mansion yep. that was like, I'm going to own that one day. Yeah. And I said to you, the guy I'm going to d- date is too busy. Mm-hmm. Right now is too busy working on the life we're going to live. Yep. Yep. And the, the man you want to date isn't dating. Yep. Found him. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that's what I mean. Like if they have, if they don't have attributes, if you have to force it, if you have to play games with it, mm. Why are you doing it? You shouldn't have to play games to make your relationship work. We're not talking about something that you have to put up with for six months. Yeah. We're talking you either get married and go forever or you we break, break up. up. Actually, I actually read something like that. The other, I, I, don't, I don't know if I read it or if I heard someone say it. But it was – it's the concept of if you're not ready to get married – Don't date. Don't date. No. Because you ask someone, you go, okay, if, well, if you're not ready for marriage, then why are you dating? And they go, oh, for fun. But for it, why? You want to you have fun? Go, go play with, a game. Go hang out with you your know? friends. Go go learn go learn a new skill if you want to have fun. Go to trivia. You don't <laughs> you don't play with people's hearts to have fun. No, 100%. Right? So if you're not ready for marriage, then you should not be dating. Um, can you take your own advice, please? Thanks. <laughs> I'm not dating. No, I know. But. And I'm very stern on the fact that I'm not dating. It's not my fault I'm cute and fucking adorable and make people fall in love with me. That's problematic in itself, but anyway. Um, yes, I get what you're saying. I think that you're right. Um, I don't understand, and I've, I've stood by this most of this podcast. This is not new information. Um, that I don't think... I don't think people should be dating if they don't want to be dating. Like, yeah. there's a difference between dating and sleeping with people Mm -hmm. 100% Um, but I think you run the risk if you sleep with someone and hang out with them outside of coitus 
Mm-hmm. Not a good enough excuse to use the word coitus, but it's fine. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable word. Look, if all right, all right. If you're just fucking, it's fine. Yeah. But if you're fucking and then you roll over and cuddle and then you go for dinner sometimes and stuff like that, that's when you're in dangerous territory. Even if you're telling each other that you're not dating, hmm. that's when you're in dangerous territory because this fucker inside that rib cage of yours, he doesn't give a shit what you're saying. Yeah. It doesn't give a flying fuck. And there is an element of whether you feel it or not, hmm. put, in, put in that scenario – you're going to fabricate emotions, whether yeah. they're genuine or not. Yeah. You're going to fabricate emotions and hearts are going to break regardless of whether it's pure love or not. Yeah. You're still going to get something. That's why the fucking bachelor works because you put someone in that scenario and you and tell force them, them to, to have these feelings. Yeah. And they're going to fall in love. Yeah. That's essentially what you're doing. You're yeah. like, we're not dating. We're, I'm not talking specifically you, but like in that scenario, you're like, we're not dating. We're not dating. We're not dating, but we're kind of dating. Uh, so one of us is absolutely going to fall in love with the other mm. and we have no intentions of seeing this through. Mm. So one of you is fucked or both of you are fucked. You know, I had the realisation the other day actually and just just how incredible and we actually have such an insane amount of control over our emotions and what we can fabricate and what yeah. the human mind can actually fabricate for real emotion. You look at any two people that were together in a TV series, yeah. probably dated in real life. Mm-hmm. Because you sat there and you read scripts and you made eye contact with that person. You fabricated this love and affection on screen to the point where you actually felt it. To the point where you, you thought it's like Stockholm. Yeah. Stockholm. It's to the point where you actually felt it. And then you, you sit there and then you're off screen. And why these relationships never work out is because they're off screen and they're not those characters it's anymore. It's not real. Yeah. And they're not forced to feel those feelings. And one, it really shows you how incredible actors are because you have to you force that emotion onto yourself. Two, the human brain is incredible. You could sit there and go, I want to fall in love with this person. And if they have the same intention, yeah. you could fall in love with them. Yeah. It's amazing. So we really have complete control over our emotions in that sense. It's all about what you strive for and your intention behind your actions. But that's it. And then like that's not to say that the person you do end up with is even it could be that scenario, but if it works long-term and you both fabricate that emotion, all right, then fucking go for it. And that's, like, that's what I mean. It's like maybe, you know, back when I got into the relationship with my ex, it's because that's what I wanted and I was searching for it mm. secretly. Like, deep down I went, this is what I want and this is what I'm striving for and that's how I ended up falling in love with someone who possibly wasn't right for me. Yeah, and I, I've thought about that as well. Of my first relationship, I was 18, I was a virgin I'd never been in a relationship before Mm -hmm. I thought I was behind the times and I have questioned whether I actually ever loved him or whether it was just you told yourself to love him I was in love with the idea of being in a relationship and being committed to someone and having that sort of emotional connection etc with that person Mm. that I literally tricked my brain into thinking that we were in love yeah and maybe we weren't. And I could never tell you either way. Because, mm. well, all love's different as well. You you never fall in love the same twice. But I haven't felt it again to know what's different. But even if I did feel it again, it still wouldn't discount the other one and yeah. tell me for sure. Yeah. I'll never know. I'll never know if it was real or if it was a fabrication. Mm. 
And I guess I'm not with him today, so it obviously wasn't long-term. Well, I kind of have to – then it makes me wonder if all love and all of those feelings that we feel, if it is actually – Now we're just getting weird. <laughs> you know, like do do we actually fall in love with people genuinely or is it all just a fabrication of the idealisms that we hold ourselves to? I think there's obviously different kinds of love in the sense that, you know, some of my friends, I would be heartbroken – absolutely heartbroken if anything happened to them mm. um family likewise but I don't know I can't I can't answer that question but I do think that if it isn't some fabrications are a lot better than others so it obviously comes a lot easier well, in some scenarios and that's when it comes down to a person that you're compatible with a person you have an emotional connection with yeah you have the same morals the same values the same outlook and things you want on life you're emotionally at the same age yeah um intellectually all that kind of stuff you're on the same page Mm -hmm. and that then becomes whether if we're entirely tricking ourselves into it that then becomes easier to trick yourself into it yeah and actually like so I was having this conversation and this really struck a chord and this has stuck with me for years I think I had this conversation maybe three and a half years ago Mm -hmm. with this woman she would have been 23 um had like a two or three-year-old boy. Yeah. Um, and she was having this conversation with me one day because I said I never want kids. Yeah. And she went, you know, it's really hard because I was so in love with this person. I was so in love with my child's father. Yeah. And then once I had my baby, I realised what true love was. Yeah. And to have that complete and utter true love to my child and then to look at the man in front of me and go, this isn't love. That's terrifying. <laughs> right? Terrifying to to re- like all of a sudden you have the realisation that you're not in love with the person standing in front of you because all of a sudden you have this clarity on what it is really like to love something like post, once you've... Post-birth clarity instead of post-nut clarity. Yeah, and that fucking stuck with me because I never want to be in that situation where I'm in love with someone, have a child so and then... you're not going to have a child just so you don't know what true love is or... Yes. <laughs> it's exactly... The, no, but that's... that. It's a terrifying thought to have someone sit there and tell me that they realised they weren't in love with the person standing in front of them. That they thought they were in love with. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's all kind of terrifying. And I guess um, my thing is it's not worth not investing in if it feels right and feels good. Mm. And, like it's someone to share your life with. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic in the sense that I'm like both ends of the spectrum, weirdly. Like I'm a hopeless romantic in the sense that if I if something feels right, I am all in, I am tunnel vision, I am loyal before I need to be. I am all that stuff. Yeah. Um fuck, I'm not even officially dating this guy and I already called off my fuck boys. Like <laughs> sorry, busy. Yeah. Vagina occupied. No, yeah, I literally was like, I wouldn't recommend trying to fuck me anytime soon. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Um, that was as he tried to get me to fuck him. It's like, like, I'll either hit you up in six months or hit you up never again. Like, like you might hear from me, maybe you might be invited to the wedding. I mean, yep. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way. Um, yeah, but I'm a hopeless romantic in that sense, but I'm also like a super cynic in the other sense where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not investing any time in it unless I think – it could go further. Like, I would know by now with this guy, I would know by now 
if he was a dud. Yeah. That's why I'm investing time yeah. still in him. Yeah. However, there's been plenty of them that by the first date I've been like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Uh, this isn't gonna work out. This won't work out. Yep. Obviously, there's been a few where you've been like, "Oh, this might work out," and then something happens, and you're like, "Whoa, mission abort, mission yep. abort, mission yep. abort." Um, but yeah, like I'm super cynical, but I'm also I'm a bit of a like a when you know you know kind of gal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess. Ewy, gross. <laughs> well, fuck. I think we had no dating advice in any of that. That's why I said possibly terrible at dating dating advice. I think I don't know if any of it was dating advice. I don't know if any of it was any good. I think a lot of it was life advice um, from mainly personal experiences. Yeah, that's our whole podcast. Okay? It is our it is our whole podcast. Except I feel Welcome, like Welcome, Steph. Twenty one episodes later, you finally know what we're about. Twenty one. That's nine plus ten. Twenty one. <laughs> oh fuck! Do we have anything else to add on? I don't know. I think we've been rambling for a little while. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, this wasn't really dating advice, but, like, I mean, I didn't even touch on the specific things that old mate asked me either, so it's all about maybe, it. Maybe next episode will be dating advice part two. Part two. If po- you want possibly, any advice. Possibly less terrible dating advice. <laughs> Moderately. Tired of love on mixtape. Moderately like. less terrible dating advice. Sounds um, good. If anyone has any questions, obviously, like, I don't know if any of any advice we give actually, like anything we talk about is relevant. Actually helpful. Well, I hope it is. Um, at this point as well, like obviously you've all heard a lot about what we're going through at the moment in terms of our experiences. Do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I would love you guys to give us some advice. And then likewise, if you need advice and you think we could be helpful, send us a message. Yeah. Regardless of whether you want it to be on the podcast or not, um, we're pretty open to communicating hell yeah helping people out it's kind of what we do um but yeah so definitely slide obviously always slide into the dms yeah always open i am putting a lot more time into our instagram hopefully fingers crossed (laughs) as of late as a future as of late as a future future yeah because i've been terrible sorry team um (laughs) And then, yeah, these episodes, you're probably going to hear a lot more solo episodes coming up mm. just because we don't spend enough time together anymore. That, yeah. Like, it's a little bit of a, a catch-up for us almost. Yeah. So we talk about our general, like, life rundown and we're like, shit. There's actually shit in this. So, yeah. Yeah. So you'll probably hear a few more solo episodes, particularly coming up to Christmas. Yeah. Everyone is so busy. It's really hard, but even with us, like, it's really hard to coordinate even time for just us to sit down together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, apologies in advance if you hate the sound of our voices. Um, sounds like a them problem. <laughs> but yeah, just a f- just forewarning. Um, there'll be a few guests floating around, but yeah, if you like it, just us. Let us know and tell us that we're doing good things because yeah, good things, sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies. Anyway, we're gonna go because I need to pee. Oh, and the whole world needed to know that. Yeah, man. How much water did you drink? Too much. All right. She's not dehydrated, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, follow the Insta, like, yes. subscribe, Spotify, iTunes, all of the things. We are out. Bye. My whole face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy, and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men... 
draw the line. Like, I've got the breakfast in 12 more than those notes. But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex is. Oh, my God. You're... <laughs> okay. 